You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What up? Welcome back to Cozy Womb. It's cozy because the kids love me. They never want to leave me. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome new listeners. Welcome back to my old ski old skis. Let's see. Today, tonight. Hmm. I don't know. This topic, I feel like everyone can use it to a great benefit. It doesn't matter what type of family you come from, how you were raised. This is a 2018 reality check. Okay. Let's get into it. Episode 11. How do you teach your quote-unquote black boys to survive in America? Now, let's touch bases on what I think about quote-unquote black being a description of people. Um, I think it's a lazy method for society and the government to say that, hey, we don't care how you were brought up. We don't care where your family's from. We don't care about none of that. We just care on how we're going to describe you. The closest thing to an N-word, but it's going to be accepted to call you, quote-unquote, black, to describe what you look like. And I feel like if you're going to take it that far, why don't you do colors all down the list? Why don't we do white, black, yellow, cream, brown? Mm, you know, let's let's do it all down the list. You can't because it's ignorant. When you start getting to different colors of people's skin to describe their origin or where they come from, 
it gets really ignorant. And I, I hate the term, quote-unquote, black to describe um, people. I feel like if you really want to understand where people are from, you would put in that effort. But anyway, that's not the topic. The topic is, how do you teach your black boys to survive in America? And it's very important, and I feel like a lot of what's going on in the news, you see it, you hear it, you witness it in person. But what actions are behind making it better? And that's what I want to focus on. We're going to go over questions, my own questioning of friends and family who have sons, who deal with boys, you know, on a one-on-one experience. And because I don't have boys, but I have nephews and I have cousins, I feel like I too can speak on it. You know, I too have fears behind the fact that my nephews and my cousins are of a brown skin tone and they already get judged or assumed to be quote-unquote aggressive or threatening by police, by any other authority, and by other people in society who are ignorant to or never experience being around people of a different skin tone than they are. And I feel like we need to focus on how we can be better by asking questions, educating our kids, our family, whoever. Um, And what my conclusions are on today's topic is what we're going to talk about. But it's going to be in my way because, you know, I have to have some light at the end of everything I say. So let's go. All right, let's get into this thing. So with my research that I was reading up on, different articles and watching different news clips and different videos of people doing interviews with parents and kids. It's kind of hard for me not to be upset about kids being targeted through ignorance, through hate of what they look like or who they're assumed to be. I mean, between uh, January 1st of 2018 till now, there has been 253 people who have been fatally, like, shot by police in 2018. We are in March, the end of March. Are you fucking serious? 39 of them have been black males. Three of them black females. 13 of them ranging from age 18 to 29. And I'm just really tired of talking about it and just talking. Um, I'm tired of seeing people protesting and nothing getting done. And it doesn't make any sense. 60% of black women killed by police were unarmed as of February 2018. 
that makes no sense to me. You know, just recently, Stephon Clark was in the backyard of his grandmother's house because he didn't remember his key. And he only had a cell phone and police officers pulled up and shot this man 20 times on the assumption that he had a gun. Now let's think, (coughs) excuse me, let's think, how many times do you hit something 20 times before you see that you're doing it wrong? Something. We're not even talking about a person. And then you, you're you backed by the government to protect the citizens that live where you reside, where you work. And you take it upon yourself to assume what someone has. And I bet you it's from a distance. Assume what someone has to shoot someone 20 times. And this is what I want to do. I want to go through having a mother's brain and trying to fathom someone shooting my child 20 times. All right? We got to count it out. Boom. 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 Boom, 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 boom. How can anybody say that's not murder? I don't care if you work for the government. I don't care if you're the police. I don't care what the fuck you're assuming. You murdered someone's child who will never have the opportunity to know what type of man he could have became in life. His parents won't know. His family won't know. We won't know. And that's one of many. If I was a citizen and I took it upon myself to assume that someone outside of my house had a gun and they were pulling out their cell phone because they were lost. Am I in the right to shoot them 20 times? That's a real question. Am I in the right? (coughs) Tamir Rice was a little boy in a park with a toy gun Officers shot him, killed him, shoot to kill. And you see it. You see videos of any other race of people fighting back, struggling with police officers. And their first force of action is not to kill. It's to... Go ahead and let's chill out the situation. Why are we, the people whose skin are a little darker, a little bit more brown, 
our hair is a little bit more thick. Our eyes are different. The way we talk is different. The way we carry ourselves are different. The way we speak is different. The music we listen to is different. But it's loved by many. Different cultures of people. The way we dress is different. How we grow up is different. Why are we targeted? Oh, you better shoot to kill him. Don't give him no chance. Why is, why is that the first go-to? And not to resolve the situation. That's a real question. Why do they shoot to kill us? Like, it's, it's scary out here to have the mind of a mother or a father and to know your child was born with a skin tone where he's going to be he or she. But we're going to focus more on our boys today. It's going to be focused on to be labeled in a negative way automatically. Every day he's going to wake up and have to prove himself otherwise. That's hard. And for the longest time, when I wanted kids, I wanted a boy. I ended up with two girls. I'm not trying for a third. I'm good. But when I didn't end up with a boy... I wasn't mad about it because I know what would come with raising a boy in the United States. And I should say, quote unquote, united because there's nothing united about the United States. Let's be serious. Um, there's a fear that comes with raising a boy with a darker skin tone than any other color of people on this planet. The conversation that you'll have with a quote-unquote black boy or let's say a Middle Eastern child and today's judgmental assuming society is completely different from a child whose skin tone is quote-unquote white because they're really not white. They're very pale. <clears throat> or very light or their hair being straight. It's a different conversation. Do they even have conversations of what you do with police? Because the respect that I see that most kids with a lighter skin tone come into experiences with police officers is very disrespectful. Um, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I haven't seen enough interactions with the kids of a lighter skin tone that's very respectful when it comes to authority. But we have to focus on what conversation we should be having with our kids in order to protect them from situations that may happen. For instance, what should we teach them to survive when dealing with police. Number one, be polite and respectful when stopped. Because at the end of the day, as parents, as people who love you, we want you alive and home, regardless of what happens. And not every person that's an authority figure or 
in a uniform is perfect. Everybody has their wrongs. And maybe that police officer is treating you wrong. But at that time, the best thing that you can do is to make it out of that situation and make it to your destination so you can talk about it and explain yourself. Number two, any uncomfortableness, tell a parent and make a complaint at your local police department. But you have to be able to make that complaint. Meaning, again, you have to make it out of that situation. So you have to be smart about it. Number three, do not argue. And that goes in anything. If you are having a disagreement with someone on the street and they're irate, you do not know what they're capable of. You do not know them. If you are having a disagreement with somebody in school, fine. Do not argue. Do not escalate the situation. You could agree for the sake of agreeing. And I had to learn that in adult life. I agree with people who are wrong for the sake of agreeing so they can get out my face. Because I have I have nothing to prove to you when I'm in the right. Some people know that they're wrong so much that they defend their wrongs even more. Because they know that you see that they're wrong and they notice that they're wrong. For the sake of feeling that they're in the right. Number four, anything you say or do can be used against you in court. Once that police officer arrests you, don't say nothing until your parents show up or your lawyer. Period. You can get into their car. You could bend your head. You can spread your feet apart. You could... Don't even empty your pockets. Don't go in your pockets. Let them do it. But do not talk to them. Do not explain yourself to them. One word answers. That's it. And just go to the police station. Because they're already going to be super aggressive. Um, assuming that you are the aggressive one. Assuming that you are in the wrong already and they don't know what's going on. So there is a certain <laughs> mind frame you have to get into as a brown male in America when faced with police officers and authority just so you could survive through the shit. Because it doesn't matter here in America whether you're on videotape, whether there's a hundred people outside seeing it. They do not care. They will murder you in front of any and everyone and say they were in the right and make you look like the worst person on earth. So do what you need to do if you're a son, if you're a brother, if you're a sister, if you're a cousin, if you're a nephew. Do what you need to do to make it to your family at the end of the day when dealing with police. Number five, keep your hands where they can always see and ask before you do something when dealing with authority and police. Like Simon says, I know it's an old school game and you kids today do not play outside. And y'all are missing it. Y'all are going to regret it when y'all in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Turn off those electronics. 
get out the house and go outside. Like Simon says, I'm telling you, don't do anything until you get the okay and you ask first. Don't move your hands fast or whatever until they tell you. Number six, avoid any physical contact. No hands in your pockets and no bags. Anything you have on you, just drop it. Just put it on the floor. And number seven, you never run. I know at first, if this is your first interaction with police and you know in your in your mind what happens, you feel like you need to run or you need to get away. Do not run. They'll shoot you in the back if they had to. Don't run. Number eight, ask for a lawyer if you're arrested, period. Period. Don't let them bully you into feeling like you can't have that. That's your right. Know your rights. Number nine, be mindful of what you say, no matter how wrong they are. Just know we need you home. And we need you to state your side. And everybody, including your parents, yourself, if you on a smartphone, Android, or iPhone, you know, for you bougie people out there, I don't know what y'all got. Look up your human rights in your state when dealing with police. All the knowledge is here. Most places has wife have Wi-Fi. Review it on your own time with your family and have that be the discussion. Stop talking about the crap that's on TV that's not going to help you progress in life. Stop talking about games. Stop talking about things you don't need. And talk about what's important, which is knowing your human rights in every state you live in or you go to when dealing with authority. You have to. There's a website called www.flexyourrights.org and it tells you what to do at a traffic stop. What to do um, if police are at your door. General questions and it gives you like myths of what you think your right is and what your right isn't. When it comes to authority and police. So look it up. <clears throat> on your own time. is www.flexyourrights.org We should be teaching independence. To our kids. Um, letting them know that. They should walk this earth with confidence. Because they are beautiful. And our black boys and girls are beautiful. But we are targeted. Because of that also. So it's kind of like a pro and a con, but we we can survive through it. And that's the key. I want all kids to survive through it and figure out what is it in life that they love and what they want to do. And in order for them to all get that chance, they have to be knowledgeable about how to carry themselves when dealing with police and authority in America. Period. So... You know, to come up with a good episode, an interactive episode, I took it upon myself to scroll through my phone and find 
everyone I knew that was close to me that I value as parents, as women, as great mothers, as great fathers. And I asked them a series of questions regarding how they raise their sons, what they talk about to their sons, and how they teach them how to survive in America. And I want to share that with all the listeners. Now, use this, whether you're black, white, cream, purple, pink, green, orange. I don't care. I don't care how you were brought up. I don't care where you come from. Use this to erase the ignorance that you've been taught. Use this to be more open-minded when you see a child, a male of a darker skin tone, so you can understand where they're coming from already when they're interacting with you. So you can be more forgiving of how they may come off sometimes or be more aware of what you're getting yourself into before you get into it. Use these questions and these answers to ask yourself, why is that not embedded in your mind when interacting or when dealing with your own children or other children from a different culture? And you're going to figure out some things about yourself. You're going to figure out some things about people that you live around and these boys and these girls and what they go through in their heads before they have to interact with other people. And it's going to help you. I feel like it's going to help a lot of people. And any suggestions about questions or opinions about anything I'm going to talk about, please leave a voicemail. Hit me up at CozyWomb on Twitter or CozyWomb at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. All right, so we're going to get into these questions, okay? What up, she back? All right, these are the questions that I ask parents. These parents are friends and family of mine who are single mothers, married uh, couples, single fathers, great co-parents, or they're just really thugging it out here, okay? These are the questions that I ask. How do you teach your children how to, your boys primarily, how to carry themselves when interacting with police? What do we do when we're afraid for our kids, our boys? How do we let go How do you build trust with your son or sons? As mothers and fathers, what is it that you think we can do to help our sons? And what do you believe it'll actually take to allow a young black male to be successful and survive in America? What do you think that is? So those are the questions. So we're going to go over some feedback that I got. Also, last question, but never the least. 
hard questions to ask our sons. What are they? All right. So those are my questions. And here's my feedback. And I want to thank Ashley, Sim, Miso, Rich, Kamiko, Neek, Tarian, Arian, Shan for offering information, offering thoughts, offering feedback on what I'm asking because I wanted to touch on different families, different setups of how you live to show that it doesn't matter where these kids' parents come from, they all love their kids. They all want the best for their kids, just like any other parent. So let's stop the degrees of separation because we all want the best for our kids. I want my kids to be better than I was 10 times over. So let's allow everybody to get their point across so you can see how we are we are all similar we all want the same things for our kids watch this the challenges that a lot of parents find with their boys is allowing them to be more in tune with their emotions letting them feel like it's okay to cry it's okay to be sad because a lot of what society puts on a lot of our boys, our brown boys in particular, is that they're not allowed to cry or they're not allowed to be upset or they're not allowed to have self-doubt or make mistakes. And that's wrong. All kids are allowed to do that. Learning. Boy, boy, boy. Boys learning, boy. We already know they don't like to do homework. We already know they don't like to sit still. We already know that they are quick to stop paying attention to this, to pay attention to that. And all kids do learn differently. That's right. You know, you know, dad and mom interactions are important. Um, open communication. Uh, one of the moms, she says she prays with her son. Uh... She teaches him how to lead and not follow. She does Bible study with one of her sons twice a week. You know, being a mom or a woman just raising a boy to be a man is hard because we don't know what it's like to be a boy or a man or a male. We assume what it's like and vice versa. They don't know what it's like to be a female or a woman or a girl. Um, so, you know, we will always ask questions to other males or look for another male to be a great influence or motivator or mentor to our sons if there's not a role model male-wise for them. And, you know, teaching our boys to take ownership of their wrongs because it's okay, like, this is life, nobody really knows the answers for anything <laughs> to begin with. We assume what we know or we experience to get to the responses of how a situation could have went better. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to figure it out. And being a leader, not a follower is important, especially today. Like, come on, we see it, we hear it. 
The music is horrible. The fashion is ugh. Like we need new ideas. We need freshness. We need originators. And it starts with our kids because they will take care of us later on. They will have this world when we won't later on. So you have to teach them to lead, not to follow. You know, um, for those parents who grew up in like fast cities like New York or quote unquote hood places, um, we don't want our children to go through what we went through how we grew up. Of course not. We want them to be better. But at the same time, we don't want them to be just not connected with their culture. You know, we want them to have smarts for books, but also street smart, know how to carry themselves in the street, in public. We want them to have some sort of balance. That is true. Um, We have to learn how to let go and let them be more responsible for the things that they need to take care of. Even though we know we can easily tell them how to do something, let them do it. Let them mess up. Let them fix it. You know, making them more social, that's a hard one because boys, when they get to like 11, 12, 13, they kind of stay towards to themselves. Or they only socialize with like their closest friends. And they don't want nobody in their business. And it's kind of strange. Um, girls have a similar thing. But boys, I noticed with my um, my brother, he was like that. You know, what's important to your children should be important to the parent. Because just like you want them to value you. And your opinion and your ideas, they want us to value their opinions too in a respectful way. We have to build trust through bonding. And that's like mother bonding with son, father bonding with son, siblings bonding. We have to allow them to have different relationships with people so they can see different sides of people. And what their place is in their lives. Because that builds trust with people, period. And when we're not around, they're going to interact with other people who know nothing about them. And we want to make sure that they know what they should and should not do. So that's important. You know, we have to be able to talk. Talk, talk, talk. Ask them how their day is. Ask them details about their day. Be more aware of who their best friends are. Be more aware of if they know what a friend is. We have to trust that the advice we give our boys and the interactions they have with people that love them will help them when we're not around. You know... One of my cousins was like, you know, at the end of the day, they're out there by themselves sometimes. And all we can do is pray. And that's hard. But it's true. All we can do is pray when we are not around our kids. And they're out in society because we never know what another person from a different upbringing can inflict in their life. We can only prepare them. So this is basically all this is. Why I'm talking about this is because I want more parents to prepare their children for what's on the outside of their homes.
What are we afraid of our boys being? Now this, I told my brother, um, to my nephews, I told my brother, you know, that's one of my fears with them is them not knowing how to carry themselves in a certain situation and being assumed to be something that they're not and being killed. Because someone is afraid or not comfortable being around someone of a different culture or a different upbringing and just aim and to kill. Not let me put my gun down and understand what this person is going through, what's happening, the situation just attack, attack, attack. And that's one of my fears with my nephews, my cousins. It's it's hard. It's it's kind of like parents of brown kids live with their heart in their throat. And that's not fair. That's not fair that other people can raise their children and not have these type of discussions with them about how they care of themselves and what they think about themselves and why their skin color is first and not their value and their brain and what they want to give to the world. It's their skin color first, and it's not fair. But life isn't fair. And like I said, all we got to do is prepare these boys. So, you know, a lot of parents were afraid of their kids being targeted while walking home from school or, you know, targeted by a police officer just wanting to pick on them. Some moms can't let go. Some moms are scared that their child might be mistreated or misunderstood. And we have to really seek help when we feel like we need help. Um, A lot of people don't do it, but when you feel like you need help or an extra hand while raising your sons and you feel like it needs to come from a male perspective, have those mentors or those... uh, men around that can do that that can help you out that's what great friends are that's what good family is there are too many pointless aim to kill situations where if it wasn't anyone in uniform will be classified as murder i feel that in my heart i know that in my brain because i have common sense it's logic and if it was one of their kids their parents will be fighting tooth and nail on getting some form of justice for that person to lose their job, to never want to leave their house again because of the actions and the thought they had on killing that child I was in the right because I thought they had. Or it looked like they was about to run me over with a car. Or... It seemed like he was going to lunge at me. These are assumptions. They are killing people's kids over assumptions. So that's something really to be afraid of. Like now it doesn't matter. Like you you send your kids to school. You don't know if they're going to come back. Think about it. Saturday, Sunday, your child is probably home. But Monday through Friday, your child is at school until they're 18 Sometimes age 2 to 18. 
because we have to work to provide. We can't be around our kids all the time. Some people do homeschool. And in 2018, I don't blame them. I wish I had some form of income coming in where I could just be at home and homeschool my kids. But that's not everyone's reality. And those who can, that's the fortune. Those people are the fortunate. Okay? You know, your kids might think you're, oh, you're annoying mom or stop asking me that. Your kids are always going to question you on why you're questioning them. And that's cool. Whatever. But just know I'm questioning you out of love. Or I'm questioning you because I want you to be more open with me. You know, what's what's the most important thing you can do is allow them to know you're ready to listen. Allow your kids to know that you're open to listening and that you're ready to listen. You know, fathers are great role models to boys and girls. And, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like it takes more than just the parents. Because sometimes your kids might not listen to the father, may not listen to the mother. But if it's coming from a sister or aunt or uncle or cousin, they're going to get it like that. And you're probably sitting there like, I said that. Or I told him that. Or I showed him that. But sometimes it depends on who it's coming from. You know, decisions must be made, good or bad. And you kind of have to trust the values that you gave your children, your boys. That they understand them. And they execute problems that may they may have in their life. Through those values that you gave them. And expose your kids to everything. Love, support, guidance. Everything. Sometimes you have to watch them go through a problem. Just so you can see them at the end of that problem. That we're at the solution mark. Let them go through that problem. Take them out of their atmosphere. Take them on vacation. Take them on an adventure. Don't tell them where you're going. Just go. Because ignorance come to those who stay in an environment that they know too much, too long. You have to expose yourself to other things. Education, no matter what. You do not have to go to college. You do not have to be in a a particular school. You do not have to have a certain professor or a teacher in order to get great knowledge. Knowledge is everywhere. Talk to people more. Get information from people more. Google. Stop going on Facebook and sitting there liking pictures. Stop going on IG liking pictures. Stop making Snapchats or watching other people's Snapchats. Stop watching other people live their lives and live yours. Make sure your kids are productive. For weeks now, I've been watching my nephews play video games every time I go to my brother's house. And my nephew (coughs) just texted me tonight. I've been trying to have him, like, get out the house and go look for a job. He's 18. And I feel like he's too comfortable 
being at home. He needs to get out the house so he could be more independent. And I said, yo, Ja, is there anything you need me to do? If you need me to help you look for work, let me know. He got to text me tonight. Oh, yeah, there is. <clears throat> I got a lot to do. I need to um, get ready and take my SATs. I need to apply for colleges and I need to look for more work. Sir, almost every time I'm at the house, you are on the video game. Or you on your phone. And you're going to graduate in June. High school. You mean to tell me all this time you didn't know you had to do that? And I wanted to talk to him so bad tonight about that. Because. <laughs> he should have already did this. But he were, he was doing homework. So I told him I'll talk to him tomorrow since I'm off. So I just let him slide. But tomorrow, I'm going in. And I'm not going in on him because I don't like him. Or I'm going in on him because I need a drill team. I'm going in on him because I love him. And I want him to be able to be great out here. And you cannot be great out here as a brown, black, whatever color you are, man, if you don't prepare. And the fact that this is March and you graduate in June and you feel like you need to hurry up and do these things tells me you've been slacking. And I'm mad. I'm mad that there's two parents in the household and he's living in that household and he's been slacking. But we're going to fix it tomorrow. But that love, that type of love is what they need. And we got to give it to them. And you got to ask the hard questions. Like hard questions about sex. Hard questions about teenage stuff that boys do. Like come on. You already know you walk in their rooms. And you have like a whiff of. Oh what is that? It's teenage smell. That. Prepare for it if you're not there yet. My youngest brother had. Woo wee. You can smell where he was in the house. Don't know why, but it comes with when you have boys. You know, ask them what they think about what's going on in the news. What do you think about police killing off black males? Why do you think they do it? What can you do so that's not your outcome? And it's sad that we have to make it seem like it's something they're doing wrong. Why these police officers can't get their shit together. But it's less likely to happen if we prepare them to carry themselves a certain way. And we got to be mindful of that. You know, ask them questions about, you know, what do they do in certain interactions with other, with girls? Because that Me Too shit is alive and kicking. And I don't want none of my nephews or my cousins getting caught up in a girl feeling like everything was cool one at one moment. And then two weeks later or the next day crying out that they did something to her in a negative way that really didn't go that way. They need, really need to know how to carry themselves. Their law enforcement interaction. Ask them what they know about that. Educate them on the importance of being a gentleman. What is a gentleman? 
make sure that they feel responsible for things that happen to them. Hold them accountable. That's how you make your child strong and you build confidence. And make sure you're allowing them to be in situations where they build some form of compassion. Take them out to go volunteer somewhere. Be ready for their questions. Because they're going to ask you questions. Because what kids do to learn, they compare and contrast. Anything you ask them, they probably turn around and ask you. And the only thing that we can do as parents, as mothers, and as fathers is to prepare for it. Just prepare for it. Prepare on being better. Because your kids, I believe, they make us better as parents out here. Through trial and error. And I love being a mom. Uh, Ari's dad loves being a father. My brother loves being a father. Lots of moms, friends, whatever. They love being mothers. But there's a good way to do it. And there's a not so smart way to do it. And we are all learning, but we can all learn together is my point. And please let your boys know that mistakes are things that happen that you did not know or you didn't have knowledge of. Trying is after you know something you're doing was the wrong way. You know a better way of doing it and you try to attempt that better way. And it doesn't happen the first time. Not the second, not the third, and not the fifth. Those are not mistakes. That is either your son not trying, not wanting to, or just being defiant and going against the grain. And we have to be able to call our sons out when they want to go against the grain, when they know better. And help them figure out what standards are. What are the standards they should have for the woman that they choose to deal with? What standards should they look for in the friends that they have? What standards should they look for in how they leave the house in the morning? Why is your hair not combed? Where's your belt? Why is your shirt wrinkly and there's an iron board and an iron in here? Stuff like that. Why are you leaving the house with a stain on your shirt? Stuff like that. Those are standards that we have to build with our boys while they're young. So when they turn into men, they got it down. They got it down. And I hope right now, somewhere on this planet, there is a parent or parents raising a boy to be a man. That's going to love my daughters. Treat them with respect. Honor them. Respect himself. Have some core values. Have some life skills. Can do it himself and doesn't need somebody to help him do it. But would like somebody to help him do it. We need to be more aware of shit like this. And I'm not saying like all police officers are negative. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying 
if there's a few bad apples in a group that's categorized as the same thing, it will behoove you to get rid of that shit that's making you look bad as a whole. And I don't see the government, I don't see police departments solely getting down to getting rid of the shit that makes them look bad as a whole. And that's where my frustration goes. I don't want to say RIP to nobody else's kid. I don't want to say don't forget such and such. I don't want to see no kids on no t-shirts. And I don't want to see any parents burying their children before they actually bury them. I don't want to see it. Because it's sad, it's frustrating, it's defeating. It makes you feel like your brown kids have no purpose here. When the reality is, America was built on the backs of the darkest skin color of people. Do your research. Make sure your kids know their history. Make sure your kids know where they come from. Make sure your kids know the different cultures of their family tree that just because my skin tone is this, I don't come from one place. I'm many things. I'm many people. Make sure they know. That's important. I just want our boys to be great. I want them to have a chance. I want them to be out here living, figuring out what they love, figuring out what their talents are. And as parents, we can do that for our black boys in America. We just have to stick to a plan and keep pushing whenever this news tries to defeat us. Whenever these police officers let us down, whenever this government tries to brush us off or pay our families off for the sake of murdering our kids, our family, our brothers out here, we could fight it a better way. And it's not through just talking about it one time. Let's do better things for our brown boys so they can survive in this place they call United, but I just call America. This is Cozy Womb. Sorry I kept you here so long. Hope you learned something today. Hope you take something into your home and start questioning your boys. Hope you start building up your boys. I hope they... Have a promising future. Please leave any comments. This is on Anchor by way of iTunes. If you have Android, you can have it on the podcast app. I appreciate you for listening. Next time I'm out here. This is Cozy Womb. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.